0: Acts Radio presented by David Gardner-Stewlers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. It is the Go Hour presented by the, uh, by Maroon U, um, brought to you by CC Creations. Maroon never looks so good with Maroon U. Um, so here, here's the reason I'm saying that. I did a cleanse, or not a cleanse, a, a boycott of social media oh. for the last oh, couple okay. days, right? Um, as I've said many times to the interns and people here, I post and ghost a lot of times because... I'm just not. I'm not here to fight with people online. It's just not my thing, right? Because uh, when I do fight, I fight. Just ask somebody recently. I fight pretty hard. But uh, I've noticed over the last 24 to 36 hours that I've kind of started getting back into the woods of social media. That right now Texas A&M is the joke. Everybody's joke from the yell leader thing to the to what happened against App State and to just the offense. Yada yada. We're, right now we're taking our licks, right? And I don't like being the joke, to be very honest with you. Everybody gets their turn. Like last year, what was it? October 9th of last year, we were the, the darling, the, the princess, right? we were, it's probably the wrong analogy, but you know what I'm getting. Everybody liked A&M for one evening. You know, th- We were on this high, followed by the number one recruiting class, followed by Jimbo's left hook to Nick Saban. Since then, we've started being the joke again. And unfortunately, the App State game... Gave everybody all the ammo that they needed, Ob. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of being the freaking joke. And the there's only one way to stop being the joke, Ob, and that is win. Go win, baby. Go win.
1: Um. Yeah, you know, uh, the I believe the whole national media has wanted A and M and Jimbo Fisher to fail since mm-hmm. the day he was he was hired. And I believe that A and M under Jimbo Fisher was showing progress. Uh, continually showing progress until last week okay and so uh as soon as the body stopped moving, the buzzers were swarming in, mm-hmm. and um so it's um you know you you have to take your you know you have to take your lumps yep. because they're right right now
0: uh right i I don't have a response right now right, so there, right. there is none yeah
1: because Quite frankly, uh, Aggies and those who like A and M will take the bait. Whenever uh, you pick the national media guy, will be critical of A and M, and they're re- always ready to get into the fight. And A and M, I would think the general fan base should learn from this, in that you know, just don't say anything. Just go to work, get your head down, yeah, go to work, and and then and then start winning, and then have the last laugh. And then once you've actually accomplished it, then attack back at the Danny Connells and the Joel Clats and the Dennis Dodds and all those people.
0: Yeah, but at least some of those guys, and I don't like them, for the record. No, I like Dennis Dodd a lot. But some of, at least they're consistent with some of their, their issues with Texas A&M. Well, I've never
1: seen Dennis Dodd put any other – coach's contract in his well, story every single time he references him. Yeah. Is he going to talk about Brian Kelly's $12 million every single time he writes about LSU?
0: Yeah, I wonder why that is when it comes to Jimbo. What The, the guy is the national championship head coach. Because
1: is- A&M is not supposed to be a team that uh, uh, it is in the elite. A&M is supposed to acknowledge its spot As a second, you know, and there's if there's four or five tiers to college football as in the second tier, be happy every now and then, jump up and have a good year and make people say, Oh, how about those Aggies? But you're not supposed to aspire to be better. So if you make the moves like, Hey, we're going to hire, we're going to invest in our program and spend this much money on a coach that's won a national championship, then you're out of line. But if LSU does, oh, by all means, it's fine.
0: Yep. Yep it's look the criticism is absolutely fair 100% fair the things that some people were saying about the offense at least as of right now is absolutely correct seems to be fair and while I try to overlook some of it right now it is fair but I also can look at several other examples even last season included where the offense did show up right um But right now, we got questions, and it's 100% on the offense. Defense needs to do better, sure. But it is on the offense if this team wants to win a bunch of games. And
1: Jimbo Fisher's the offensive coach.
0: 100%.
1: So what are you going to do about it, Jimbo Fisher? And you know what? If they go out this week and beat Miami, which may be a closer – Miami had its issues with Appalachian State last year, too. Yeah, Beat them on a last-minute field goal. Um, and and miss their last-minute field goal with a chance to extend it. So th- there's the big difference, right? But if you go out and you beat Miami and look decent offensively, then maybe the 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 well, without a doubt, the feeling of where the season may go changes.
0: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a uh, it's a fun time to be an A and M fan. Absolutely, a fun time to be an A and M fan. But it's also a no, right now it's not a fun time. Let me rephrase that. Where we were headed was a great time because just three weeks ago or a month ago when we did the Texas kickoff, I I made reference, and I think all of us believe this, that we're in the golden age of of Aggie athletics. And we saw what happened with the, the basketball team, how they turned things around. Mm-hmm. We saw the baseball team, how they turned things around. We saw the football team last year somewhat turn things around, just not finish on the okay. highest of notes. So... I'm not going to base my opinion on the entire 2022 season off of the App State game today. It is concerning. it is a sign that needs to be fixed, but if this team figures out some kind of offense, and I know it's a big if, then I think they're right back to not where I thought they'd be, but in similar territory.
1: Well, let's just hope that this was not a uh, a a, a total crash. And it was just like Nuno trying to get to work. You know, you run into some heavy traffic. You, you're stalled. You're frustrated. But hey, just take an alternate route. Now we have to take an alternate route to get where we want to go. You got to make that turn and go down the back street because you lost the, you ran into that, to that traffic, that, that detour mm-hmm. with, uh, with, uh, uh, Appalachian State. So, man, take the right at Park Place, take the left at, Montclair, and let's get to work.
0: Yeah. They need to get to work. <laughs>
1: but it's, yeah, they got to do it offensively and it's and and that's uh, again, that rests solely on your head coach who is head coach and offense coordinator.
0: Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about if they cuz we we had a, a little conversation before the show started and it was if they score 30 plus points, I'm going to feel much better and you automatically said if they score 30 points, they're going to win. So what's the number they have to hit to for you to say they're winning that game?
1: Well, I think you should always look to score 30 points. You know, you should always look to be in excess of 30 points. Uh, if you win scoring less than 30 points, uh, you're fortunate, and that means you have a, your defense is doing a heck of a job, Yeah. Uh, especially in this day of college football. Now, A&M's defense haven't given up 20 points in a game yet. They probably haven't played a team or definitely a quarterback as good as the one they're facing this week, even though the one they faced last week was pretty good. Um, But can you count on, can you expect, again, in this day of college football, your defense to go and keep a team under 20 points every week? Yeah. And, you know, the answer is no. And when you talk about scoring 30 points, you're talking about getting a touchdown a quarter and then add a field goal somewhere. Right. And that shouldn't be too much to ask. When I've got Aniah Smith and I've got uh, Devon A. And, you and know, the potential of Evan Stewart and some other guys there, that you, get, you get a couple of guys like that, and, and, and you've, you've got the ability to score a lot of points.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I think I'm looking at the App State game and, and using that as my barometer for this offense, even though I know it's much better than that. Should be. Should be much better than that. Based on talent alone, based on talent alone, they should be much better than what we saw against App State. So, can they be closer to what we saw against Sam Houston, which, by the way, wasn't very good either? Um, but at least the, they hit the big place. Yeah.
1: I'm going to, hey, uh, Kay Nagley over there. Have you ever, because I don't want to be sexist here, you ever see a guy out there and you thought, man, if that guy would just clean himself up, he would look pretty good. You know, maybe he's disheveled. Maybe he's a little overweight, out of shape. Maybe like, he's just. Looks not,
2: wise? Yeah.
1: Do you ever see a guy and you go, you know, if that guy would just put some effort into it, clean himself up? Has potential. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think that's kind of where it is. Look, you're looking at him and say, man, you've got great potential here. You just need to clean yourself up. And uh you ever heard the, the phrase clean up good? Cleans up good. good. Of course. Well this I think we'll see this Aggies, these Aggies, this Aggie offense, that they clean up good. Now, when are you gonna clean up?
0: Well, it needs to be honestly It needs to be Saturday. It needs
1: to be Saturday, and you need to stay cleaned up.
0: And it needs to be a great practice. And if you aren't practicing uh, like the way you need to, now, transfer. Yeah, for, you know what I'm saying? Like you, th- no more excuses. Let's go play. Right.
1: And and you know what? I don't. I'm with I'm with McGee now, where he says, "Don't uh, just show me the damn baby." Uh, well, I keep hearing how good the practices are. Okay. Okay. Well, th- well, the game's not. So I don't want to hear how good the practice is now. You know, coach, I don't care if somebody looks great in practice. Uh, there are such things as guys who are gamers.
0: Yep. And then there are
1: guys who are just practice players. Sure. Figure out what you've got and figure out what it's going to take to go put 30-plus points on the board.
0: I like the way you said that. Let's go around the room and say hello to the people out there. We go behind the glass, which is really to my left, but it's I'm looking in front of me. Nick Savage, good morning, sir. Howdy, y'all. Good morning on your mind this a.m i was kind of thinking about what you said earlier about the for whatever reason midnight yell has become like a joke now because you know obviously the yell leaders do their thing they make fun of whoever we're playing and it backfired a little bit this week but like some sites you could go back and find videos they posted like a year ago saying they like oh look how cool midnight yell is and now they're coming after it like it's a It's a big joke, so it's kind of that kind of ticks me off just a little bit. But I mean, you know, whatever they can't uh, they can't understand it, so it's all right. All good there. Let's go uh, to the uh, news and social center, Kay Nagley. I know you've got news, and I know you've got some socialing.
2: I do. So first off, men's golf number 17 Aggies lead the Badger Invitational after one day. Um They are ranked 17th, as I said, and they hold a three-shot lead after the first round of play, shooting nine under 279 on Monday at Univers- University Ridge Golf Course. Continuing on softball, uh, head coach Trisha Ford announced the team's fall schedule on Tuesday. The Aggies will host McLennan community college at davis diamond on friday september 30th houston on sunday october 2nd and the final game uh, of the fall season will be at, will be at texas state 6:30 p.m on friday october 28th finally joni taylor has announced um her beyond basketball organization designed to provide a community and networking opportunities for women in the brazos valley she announced that on tuesday
0: all right. Uh Kay, let's read a couple of these text messages. We've got one from Tony, from Alex, and Spencer, and I think they all are kinda of hitting different areas that, that we discussed this morning.
2: Yes. Tony in Lexington says what your quarterback does well what your quarterback does well doesn't always suit what the other ten players on offense can do well. That's something not many people are talking about. That skill match is important.
0: Well here here's a skill that needs to match. Completing passes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like that's, that's all I need. If the guy's
2: open, put the ball on him.
0: Right. And uh, if you're not, because they they have looked awkward uh, on, on some plays, for sure. The zone option, to me, has not looked good. Um, the option, I don't know how many times they've run it. Twice, maybe, this year, if that.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if it was because the quarterback was was not, it was awkward or because the offensive line let somebody yeah. get in or
0: right both. away. Or both. Or both. Uh, let's go to the next one. Spencer in Denver's got one for us.
2: He says, "Wow, one loss cannot cannot derail the whole program. Come on, guys, blank happens." Well, it does,
1: but one loss to a team like Appalachian State who is good, but is still you should never lose to a Sunbelt team with a a team that has been uh, has has four consecutive top 10 recruiting classes.
0: My answer to Spencer there is, you're right, one loss shouldn't regardless of how bad it is. Does one loss become two losses? Does it become three losses, as Jimbo says? Well, what
1: they do is you think, man, if you're going to lose to Appalachian State, then it stands to reason you're going to to struggle with SEC West teams. And as I've said before, your uh, aspiration is not to beat teams like, uh, well, you want to beat teams like Appalachian State, but that's not good enough. You've got higher goals. You've got much higher goals. And if you're losing to Appalachian State, it makes you question the the uh, ability to accomplish those higher goals.
0: Absolutely. Let's uh, go to one last text message. Uh, on mine.
2: Alex from College Station says, Owen couldn't have said it better. They don't like that we are growing as a program. I am confident about the game this weekend. Not losing hope."
0: All right. Let's uh, look. I I have hope. I have my eyes. I also have history to show that A&M teams, as I said earlier, have figured things out. Unfortunately, in college football. You don't have a lot of time because just because you're good at the end of the season, but you messed up the entire first half of the season, your season's done. Uh, it may give you optimism for the next season, but I, I'm done. I know I'm, I'm next year Nuno. Right now I'm like, can we just get it done this weekend against Miami, and then I'll worry about the rest. And that's
1: the way it should be. It's a, it's a coach speak. and But it's a fact. Un, unless, except, until it's like UMass, uh, every game you have to take my, approach it, I don't even know who the next opponent is. This is who we got to beat and figure out how to win that game and then worry about the next one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's hit a break. When we come back here on tex Radio, we got games we want to see this weekend. And, yeah, maybe one of those is Texas A&M taking on Miami. We'll talk about that next. But uh, right now, Millican Reserve time, a farm-to-table community in College Station. they got homes. they got trails. they got wide-open spaces. And their mission is to build a healthy community around nature. They're committed to uh, trading lightly, On the land out there, Um, they've got respect for the native landscape and the wildlife. And I'll tell you, when you go out there, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I I highly recommend going for like a walk in the area with your family, just enjoying that, that beautiful pathway that they have out there, the creeks, the ponds, the gathering areas great place for families to cherish for generation after generation i've told you many times we got our, our veggies there once a week it's uh, delicious uh, they have a variety of native species that find their homes there in at millican reserve from the from the deer the songbirds the rabbits and the turtles how does the songbird go ob a songbird uh, <laughs> it's an exact replica tweet of yeah tweet that just like that hiking biking you name it it is millican reserve check it out millicanreserve.com again millicanreserve.com What song is this?
1: Should have been a cowboy, but but his breakthrough song.
0: His broken through?
1: Yeah, this was his first big hit.
0: I apologize for not knowing it. It's a good tune. I met country country song. I uh, trying to remember what game I went to. Went to an Oklahoma game, and uh, he's a big Oklahoma guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was there with wrestling icon. What's his name? I went to his house. Ah, the the commentator. What's his name? Why, why are people's names escaping me? Uh, good friends with Sean Pendergast. The, the wrestling guy, the announcer. Somebody help me. <laughs> What's his name? Vince McMahon? No, oh. the re- Oklahoma wrestling guy. Oh, whatever. Oh. It'll hit me in a second.
1: I know there was a guy that called himself like Dr. Death or something no, like no, that. The, that was an Oklahoma football player that became a wrestler.
0: No, he's, he's like a, a commentator who's like very famous. Um, Jim i think it's jim, jim yeah what jim, jim the wrestling commentator Someone's I, gonna text the show i like, don't you follow you idiot
1: i don't follow wrestling you know since I you'll was, know this guy since i was like 12
0: you'll know this guy wc oh, w- jim w- ross jim ross thank you why couldn't i remember uh, i'm having a senior moment here on texas radio i went to this freaking house and super nice guy um so jim ross i met both of those guys on the sidelines for an a&m um oklahoma game back in the big 12 days we drove up as a station and uh, there are obviously big Oklahoma guys, and I was a big A&M guy. It was, it was a good time. So I apologize to Jim Ross. I know his good buddies listening to the show going to give me a hard time. All right, let's get into games that we want to watch here on TexasX Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers in the Rollo Insurance Studio. We are uh, presented, by the way, the go hour is presented by uh, the warehouse at CC Creations. Maroon U is your ultimate stop for brand name, apparel, gifts, and accessories for the entire family. OB, let's go through some of these games, shall we? Yeah, well... Uh,
1: I think the first one that we're all interested in is number thirteen Miami, and number twenty four, Texas A and M, which is somehow still a, a matchup of ranked opponents. This was supposed to be the marquee game of the week until Texas A and M lost, but I think that uh we may all agree that the direction of A and M season may really be dependent on the outcome of this game.
0: Yeah. I uh I want to see look, I was surprised that they were ranked. I was after that loss. Yeah. I want to see what a victory over a, a good Miami team, or maybe not that good, but I'm going to give them the good right now. A ranked Miami team, what it does for this team moving forward. And I said it last segment. I'm going to say it again. If you give me an, any offense, they're winning that game.
1: Yeah, well, let's see if we get some offense. Uh, um, I would like. I want to like to see number six Oklahoma at Nebraska. Now this is probably going to be a blowout, but I have nostalgia uh, for college football, and that I can remember when that was one of the two or three games you. At the beginning of the year you you circled because you wanted yeah. to see that one yeah and yeah. uh
0: how what a disaster Nebraska is yeah
1: don't become Nebraska right and and I would thought it was going to be really interesting if Scott Frost was still the coach but of course they made that move to fire him but uh, I would still at least be interested to tune in uh, uh again with all the nostalgia surrounding that game
0: I saw a funny tweet said, uh, when does Scott Frost join Nick Saban's Rehabilitation (laughs) Coaching Committee?
1: (laughs) Uh, You know what? Uh, Probably never because Scott Frost and Central Florida that you were claiming, Uh, hey, we're the national champions. Is true. Not Alabama because we're undefeated and we beat Auburn and Auburn beat Alabama. We're the national champions. It probably didn't sit well with old Nick.
0: Yeah, yeah. What else have we got? Um,
1: How about another – uh, game of ranked opponents, number 12, BYU against number 25, Oregon, who's somehow ranked. So I guess AM shouldn't feel that bad about being in the top 25. All about uh, BYU in this one. Yeah, right? I think so, because BYU haven't beaten Baylor. They're starting to look like a team that you have to look at moving forward as uh, one that can make a, a serious – be serious contenders for the playoff. And if you beat Oregon, um, you know, that's just two wins over, quote – Power Five conferences.
0: Yep. Um Let's go through another one. Uh, oh, who, oh, by the way, BYU does play Notre Dame this year, so that could be another <laughs> loss for Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, it could. I, I would take BYU at this point. Uh, UTSA at number twenty-one, Texas. What, uh, who what, what
0: Texas team shows up? What UTSA team shows well, up? Well,
1: UTSA has been pretty good, right? Now they haven't. They, I think they've gone to overtime both in both games. their games. Yep. Houston was supposed to be really good, probably on par with Texas. It's right? Supposed to be, yeah. And UTSA took them into overtime. But I think what's really uh, the interesting question here is how is Texas going to respond to to uh, a close loss to uh, Alabama? Mm-hmm. You know, are they saying, hey, we're back, and then you go actually be back? The media's treating them, them
0: like they're back. Right.
1: So Texas's history, though, is recent history. Recent history. And I don't even think Longhorns would uh, uh, disagree with this. is If you get a big win, I think, I think they beat USC one year and thought, okay, here we are, and then lose to somebody like Cal. I'm not saying that they that they did. You beat Georgia in a bowl, game. hey, we're back, and then the next year yeah. you fall over yourself. So how are they gonna um uh respond or come back from a, a close loss to Alabama? And then of course I think uh Mississippi State at LSU. It's a great game. You know, it it always is. It almost always is anyway. That's it and and this is one of the few times when Mississippi State looks like they have the better team. Um, but LSU, I still think they're going to be pretty good on defense. I don't know if they're going to score. So, uh, But it's an SEC conference game, a West Division game, so that in itself makes me want to watch it.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. When we come back here on tex Radio, we're going to go through some uh, college football winners and losers. We're going to go through OB's power rankings and uh, a little bit more from Anaya Smith, his conversation yesterday with uh, Billy Lucci on our stacked stuff. We'll get into that. Next on Tech Radio, but first we're talking Association of Former Students. Uh, they've been around for a long time, and what they do is they give. And you've, you've heard me talk about it. Now go live it. Go see it. Go visit IamTheY.com because you are their why. Um, what they do is give, but you are the reason they do it. And they created IamTheY.com so you can check out Aggies that share their stories and their perspective. And you can learn the answer to their why by watching these amazing stories. And you can also put your story on there. As part of their why, right? Because you are part of their why. You know they take care of current students, former students, you name it. Aggies all around the world have been touched by the association of former students. It is what they do, and uh, they love to do it. So check out the website, IAmTheWhy.com. Again, that is IAmTheWhy.com. Is your jam right here?
1: Um, is that Alabama? I think I it's Alabama, so and I like Alabama. Things yeah. Things. yeah. I like country music. I'm one of those guys that's unapologetically... Uh, 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 well, I don't it really, is Alabama, by the way. I Alabama. really don't like the country music of today. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, I like uh, country music unap- unapologetically.
0: I'm going to go ahead and tell you, not just because of this show, but a big reason for this show, I really appreciate country music way more than I did as a, as a student when I was here, where I was surrounded by it and every... Aggie Cowboy Party I went to uh, I have learned To really like The songs that Are on your playlist If you will or, 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 I, I really appreciate that Yeah well, and, and I wouldn't I, listen To them at the gym there are, right. That's not like My gym music But I think right. like In this studio And maybe going For a drive I like it See
1: my gym music Would be more like um, Bad Bunny No oh. No I would never Listen to that Don't the vote No It would be more like Classic rock and roll
0: mm-hmm. Yeah Led Zeppelin yeah, Led Zeppelin.
1: Yeah, that one. Van Halen, Tom, Tom Petty. I like some Van Halen songs.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you know, uh, more of the Sammy Hagar guy or more of a David Lee Roth? Oh, uh,
1: David Lee Roth,
0: of course. Can you drive 55? Um, that was slow.
1: I struggled with that. I can remember when I had to drive from Tyler to Dallas and try to keep it at 55, especially when you and if anyone from East Texas is listening, especially when you're driving through Canton, Texas. Yeah, no place on earth. Well, few places on earth are as patrolled well as Van Zandt County.
0: <laughs> well, I I think it was still 55 when I went to school here. I don't. When did they make the change to 70? I can't remember. This is a, the show you go for information. Tex Hags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Roller Insurance Studio. We call it the Go Hour, presented by the Warehouse at CC Creations. If you want to text the show, we'll get into that here in a moment. The AMB text line is open, 979-693-1150. AMB, a call station branch of the Amarillo National Bank, Good Texas Banking. The website is a and b dot com. All right, Ob, let's go through your SEC power rankings. Well,
1: number one, I'm going to take Georgia. I think they yeah. look like the best team. And number two is Alabama. Uh, I wonder if you'll uh, uh, agree. I'm putting uh, number three. I'm putting
0: Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And I heard that all offseason. It bugged me. Uh, and it's true. But right now, give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Uh,
1: I think at number four, I have to put Kentucky. And now I'm I'm torn at number. Five and six, because I think they're about the same team. But I'm going to flip a coin. I'll take number five. I'm putting Tennessee, number six, Mississippi State. I
0: thought it was going to be those two. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then seven, Florida.
0: Okay. One loss isn't going to derail that. Uh... Uh, well, they
1: lost to a team that I have ranked ahead of them on the yep. power rankings. And they that's a big win over Utah still. Yep. Uh, number eight, I'm putting Texas A&M. Okay. Number nine, I have Ole Miss, 10, LSU, 11, Auburn, 12, uh, South Carolina, 13 Missouri, and 14 Vanderbilt.
0: Let's talk about A&M at 8. Okay. A&M is at 8 because you feel that, and this is where they are right now, but do you feel that number is indicative of where their offense is going to be throughout the season, or you think this is just what they've shown so far?
1: I think this is what they've shown so far. Um, I'm not one to – I try not to overreact to anything and, and completely but while also being realistic – I'm um, not impressed with anything I've seen from Ole Miss yet, even though they did win. I think uh, had they played Appalachian State, they might have lost to them. LSU, the way they're playing, they might have lost to them. I could see making a uh, – if you wanted to make an argument that LSU could be ahead of a and I could say, okay, but I still think AM has more talent.
0: Oh, uh, let me ask you this, if and I and I think I know the answer to this, and somebody joked yesterday that I think App State's going to the playoffs. No, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. I think there could be a lot of teams on a schedule. If App State played Florida State, who wins?
1: I would take Florida State. Here's what App State is. App State is that team that you cannot overlook because they can beat you if you don't go out and play well. But if App State had to play, uh, anytime they're playing a a reasonably successful Power 5 team, I'm going to take them. If they had to play uh, Power 5 teams every week, that la- that difference in talent and difference in depth would would yeah. would uh, would take a toll. But uh, any reasonable, if if A and M had been ready to play, if A and M had executed off its offense, if if A and M had a if their coaches had put together a better scheme and done a better job coaching, A and M could have and should have won that game.
0: They still could have. They still. could I mean, yeah. for,
1: for despite everything. Uh, you got first down uh with a chance to take the lead at their thirty-five and you botched three consecutive plays and then miss a field goal.
0: Had that game gone the overtime, do you think they could have Oh,
1: I would have taken A and M in overtime. Yeah. Uh I think everybody would. Doesn't mean it absolutely would've happened because again, I saw I saw Appalachian State moving their quarterback around, getting getting uh, uh uh, everything going left, and then the quarterback's rolling right and throwing to the tight end who's behind the linebacker. All, you know, they did things to move around and had A&M confused, and maybe they would have kept them confused. And all. But once you get into overtime, I'm thinking the the home team with the most talent uh, w- would have pulled it out. But it shouldn't have ever come to that. You, sh- you should have executed those plays when you were down with a chance to take the lead,
0: and you yep. didn't. You um... – you have Kentucky as number four. Mm-hmm. And we went through their schedule early on why they could be a New Year's six team. Let me tell you what they got left. Okay. okay. And obviously they have the, the you know, they they had a tough game already, which they ended up winning. They didn't look great against Miami, Ohio to start off. Then they had the Florida game, which they ended up winning on the road. Great. Mm-hmm. Youngstown State. They're gonna win that one. Northern Illinois. They're gonna win that one. On the road at Ole Miss.
1: I would take Kentucky.
0: I would too. South Carolina at home.
1: I would take. Kentucky. I heard South Carolina lost two defensive starters to injury.
0: Is that right? That's what I heard. Then you've got uh, they're hosting Mississippi State. That's going to be a good game. That's a good game. Then at Tennessee. Good game. Another rivalry. Yep. Missouri.
1: No, Missouri looks heinous to me. Vanderbilt. Heinous.
0: (laughs) Georgia. Oh yeah, they're losing that one. And then Kentucky. Uh, you mean Louisville? I mean, sorry, Louisville. Yeah, uh,
1: I would pick Kentucky, and it's a rival game.
0: That's at home, by the way.
1: But I would take Kentucky.
0: Very manageable schedule.
1: They look like a ten-win season. It does Again. look.
0: At, but Tennessee is going to be difficult on the road. Mississippi State's going to be difficult. Mississippi State losing State's to Georgia. And that's that could be three losses right there. Could be. Yeah, I'm but they was, got through one of their toughest challenges. I mean, not that. Oh,
1: without a doubt, yeah. probably. You know, maybe even their, especially after that first game it. Stacked up that maybe their second toughest challenge.
0: Would you be surprised to see Arkansas surpass Alabama? Yes, yes, and, I would. And is it because of the injuries at Arkansas, or is it because Alabama usually figures it out? Now, you,
1: Alabama usually figures it out. I don't even know who Alabama's playing this week, but I feel sorry for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You
0: know>? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and and the bottom- but
1: I don't think that I don't. I, I'm not one of those that just thinks that uh, this. I mean, there are those in national media that were just, "Hey, go ahead and give Alabama the national championship right now, or at least put them in the championship game against Ohio State, right?" Yeah. I mean, you've been hearing that all off season. Oh, look how dominant they're going to be. I, they may be eventually, but again, I we talked about in the off season. Okay, you got Bryce Foster, but the receivers aren't Bryce nearly Young. the. I mean, Bryce Young. Hey, fortunately, A&M is going to have Bryce Foster, but the receivers aren't nearly the same as they were last year. Mm-hmm. The offensive line. Uh, wasn't great last year with Evan Neal. Tyler Steen was going to make that big a difference. Uh, you could run on the on on them to some certain degree last year. They uh, pulled out a bunch of close games. They're running back. They're saying the guy from Georgia Tech is going to make them so much better. The guy they lost was going to be starting in the NFL until he got shot.
0: All right. So you're like
1: Brian Robinson. What are you talking about? What? Uh, s- how much better can you get than how good that guy was last year? So I would, you know, if you put it under the microscope, I was always thinking, well, why is Alabama going to be that much better? It, it seems to me that, that they might not be
0: as good as they were last year. And that's the frustrating part, O.B., is the fact that had A&M been the team that I thought that they were, and they might be don't, eventually. Right, eventually, that division was what A&M is good at, I think what I thought A&M was going to be good at would trump what Alabama brings because well, I, I felt the defensive line would be too much for Bama and the fact that they don't have wide receivers and a and M, I I thought offense would be better, not worse.
1: Um, all those that I would have, uh, and I'm we said this, uh, would have uh several, even before the Appalachian state, before the season started, I would have said A&M is an underdog. And uh, I would pick, I would pick Alabama in that game. Yeah. But A&M would be able to go over there with, a realistic chance of winning. And what you're seeing from Alabama makes you say, yeah, that opinion, that deduction was correct, except that A&M isn't holding up its end of the
0: deal. And right now I think Arkansas is. Mm -hmm. And I, I, and I, by the way, I don't believe in Arkansas either. Like I believe in, in what they have in front of them. But what I saw against Cincinnati, and what I saw this past weekend against South Carolina, which was a really good first half, a poor second half, I think they are also not as this ten-win juggernaut that people think they're going to be. They might end up being there because some of the other teams that they're going to have to go through aren't what people wanted them to be. And I'm and I'm including Ole Miss. I don't have a real opinion on Ole Miss yet.
1: Well, Arkansas. You know what you just did with Kentucky. If you did it with Arkansas schedule, uh, <laughs> they, they might be they might be looking really good at ten wins too. Well. Because I think they still have Missouri and uh, uh, they still have. Probably three non-conference games that are probably mail-in wins. Well, here, here it is. All right, let's hear
0: it. Missouri State. Okay, that's a win. Yeah. There's
1: three wins.
0: Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, right now, that's a win. Right Show now, me offense. Right now, it's a win. win. Show. Alabama. That's a loss. Mississippi State at Mississippi State. That could be a great that, game. That could be a loss. BYU. Could be a loss. Auburn. It's a win. Liberty. Win. LSU at home, they're at home.
1: Uh, right now, say win.
0: Um, Ole Miss uh, is win. They, they have them at home, and then Missouri.
1: <laughs> it's a you know
0: blowout win. So so you, we two just said,
1: losses potentially. We lose. just said nine and three.
0: Who, who's the? Because we loss? said BYU, they could oh, lose yeah. two. We could Bama. lose to
1: Mississippi State and Alabama. Yeah, and so if you win one of those three games that 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 are toss ups. Mm. Dog it. Then you know then Arkansas is looking like a ten win season. Now maybe A and M can go in there and screw all that up.
0: Here, here, here's what I am. It all goes back to what happened Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday will tell me. He's not going to tell me the whole season. He's going to tell me the the near season.
1: Well, Saturday gives me a reason to believe you. Can, if they, if you go out and play well offensively and defensively, but if you go out and Whitman beat Miami and you look like the, you look like at least a semblance of the team that you we thought. thought it was yeah. going to be. Then you go into the Arkansas game now, feeling okay. You can win this. Even as of right now, based on what we've seen in two games, it looks like almost a a lost cause. You're you're hoping to win, and if you look good, then you say, "Okay, we can expect to win." And then again, you got to build on it each week. If you get embarrassed, then why you know? Then you're hoping that you do something like you did against Alabama last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, well, go ahead. Remember, and you still got to go to
1: Starkville before you play Alabama, too. And that's been, that's been a. It's just throwing football games, please. So just get to Miami and beat Miami.
0: Play well and beat Miami. When I whisper into the mic, I'm really talking to myself. I'm not really talking to the audience. It's just like, win some freaking football games, guys, please, please. And I know they're trying. And I I, I, I don't know if anybody watched the Anias, we'll we'll run that bite here in a minute, the Anias interview with Billy on Stacked. That guy, I—I I know we said yesterday that you know being a leader sometimes is overused. I do believe he's a leader the way he practices, mm-hmm. and I and I hope with his mouth this week too. I hope he had some choice words with people like, "Hey, we've got to bring up our level."
1: Yeah, I bet he does.
0: Zach Hester, when he's got a sales guy who doesn't bring it, I'm sure he goes <laughs> up to him. <laughs> It says <laughs> he never has a guy no, that doesn't true. bring it. Yeah, that's true. Jack uh, Hester, he's got, that's true. You know, unless I worked there, then he'd be having to talk to me like Nuno. You just didn't bring it today. You took the wrong way to work. You got lost. It took you a long time. His his staff has got GPS, unlike I do. That being said, go to the Caldwell Country Chevrolet, Highway 21 in Caldwell online at caldwellcountrychevrolet.com. That's where you're going to get that supreme customer service. They don't take a playoff. They don't tell take a sell off. They don't take a... Uh, repair off. They're going 100 miles an hour in the right way, by the way. Very safe, 100 miles an hour, to make sure that your life is good and uh, the right vehicle for you, for your family. Whatever you may be looking for, they've got you. Uh, plus, you'll get a great deal on your next vehicle. They'll give you an awesome trade-in value. Go check them out. Simply call, click, or stop by Caldwell Country Chevrolet. 15-minute drive, Brian a Caldwell, short conversation away, but you will see the difference when you step on the lot and you do business with Zach and the fellows there at Caldwell Country Chevrolet. Highway 21 in Caldwell online, called CaldwellCountryChevrolet.com. Saludos. ChexSags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers in the Rollo Insurance Studio. This is the Go Hour, presented by the Warehouse at CC Creations. Let's go to the news and the social center, Kay Nagley.
2: Hey, Kay, how are you? Just great. Ah, I might have my earphone okay, ear falling off. on? I, I was stopped. not prepared. you like a
0: bug butt, <laughs> did you?
2: Nope, your phone was just falling out. I have a couple questions for y'all. Uh first off, OB, would you start Max and let Hain K- or let Haynes King get his stuff together? Well
1: if it was me, and obviously it is not, I would start Max Johnson.
0: I would too, but I'm but I w if it is Haynes, I hope he doesn't get boozed when he walks on the field. I, w- I want support of this young man. Let's see how that first, first couple of drives go.
1: Uh I I'll agree with all that. If it is Haynes, uh the, the, don't boo the, the kid who's trying. He's just not. He's just it not done. not yeah. uh, Just. But I'm off. I understand full support of the next guy uh, and giving him a shot. But you know, the the fact is, th- there can be other reasons why he's struggling. But he's struggling. And the fact it, it really comes down to me is, look, you, you scored seven offensive points. I know you didn't have the ball a lot, but. It came down to me that last drive when you had a chance to pull it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And with the game on the line, you missed a guy two guys wide open. You sure did. So,
0: that Anais uh, play.
1: The nice and the, the Yule Keith play. So, uh I've got and 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 I, you know we talked about it yesterday that first game when he skipped a, a pass 5 yards short. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, I don't I don't know how to explain that.
0: I want to remind people and I know you guys know this but I'm going to say it out loud just we craved this kind of situation not the offensive situation we're in a quarterback room last year that you could go to a guy when things weren't going right, right. you have a quarterback room so you don't have to wait 5 uh, an entire season and and have a a walk on quarterback for you you've got a 5 star and a guy who's done it at another SEC school there if things aren't going right you've got I hope an ideal situation.
1: And if they do start Haynes, uh, I hope he's very successful. It it pains me to be critical of uh, one of the East Texas guys, but uh, if he does struggle, then I think you ha- you you should I don't want to say have yeah. to, but should have a quick hook, and go to and go to Max. But I think I would I would go to Max uh, at this point because your starting quarterback play has been let's say inconsistent.
0: Yeah. It really comes down, it doesn't come down on the first drive, but that first drive, if it's another three and out. I've seen a lot of three and outs. I have, I have. Let's try to get one more text in. Okay, if you can.
2: Yeah, Brandon Colchation says, I'm going to be hopeful we will be a lot better against Miami because there is no way this whole team isn't embarrassed, including the coaches. Jimbo knows this game is important, not just for his season, but for his recruiting class. We know Jimbo is stubborn, and I think the real concern is that we have not seen him need to completely change his scheme midseason before.
1: I agree with all that. I think you've seen an embarrassed team that's going to play, give its absolute best effort, and we'll see what that is.
0: Quickly read the Chase in Houston one, and I'll explain it after. Go ahead.
2: Uh, Yeah, breaking news. I'm flying with Tony Busby on his private plane to College (laughs) Station to to attend the game on Saturday night.
0: We had a Miami Insider on the show yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just say I should have done a pre-interview, and uh, he's, he's apparently flying with John Ruiz to the game. Oh. But he just tweeted at him, you know, as opposed to texting him that we'd like to meet him. Because I said, Hey, let's let's get let's get the, Sean the uh, NIL guy from Miami who's paying everybody oh, okay. those the, those dollars. Let's All just right. say that interview. Got a lot of attention on the boards. Or not on the boards, on the on the and B text line. Mm. Go back and maybe check it out. Oh, okay. It was it was good. All right. OB, thank you very much. Ben. That is the go hour. Presented by the warehouse of CC Creations when we come back on the program. Lee Sterling locked on bets. Guy lives in Miami. He says he's not a Miami guy. We're about to find out. We'll also talk to Coach G and Brandon Leone's Radio.
1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The Cowboys are in trouble. I think they know it. But they are in trouble because in the offseason, they did not acquire a backup quarterback that would be sufficient enough if something like this would happen backup quarterbacks at a premium if you can get you one you will go and pay for that guy this is where we are with the dallas cowboys another dud another dud season for them listen in to key j will and max powered by wc tractor from five to eight on the zone at a time when misinformation is all too common on social media we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters that impacts your family news you can
2: trust local broadcast journalists bring you the facts Covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This
1: message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. We love beer, steak, Aggie football, and your community. Hang out with Louis Bellina. Weekdays 11 to 2 on
0: the Zone 1150 AM.